the tour in Simon Kosamach, he begins the discussion of the halachas of ribis. Ma'oid ma'oid, tzorach adam lizor be'isribis. Ma'oid ma'oid, very very much. This is one of the few places, five to be exact, where the tour uses the lashon ma'oid ma'oid to stress the chaymer o'iser. Ribis is unique. First of all, there's a tremendous yetsahara to be over the iser ribis. Ribis is very profitable. The leve is giving the ribis willingly. Much of our business world is based on paying interests. It's considered to be a basic expense of borrowing money, using somebody else's money. And therefore, the Torah, when it asks ribis, the tour warns us to be specially careful. Ma'id ma'id, the Yetzahara, the pull is strong, and therefore a person has to have an extra level of Zahiras when we study ribis and to be sure that there is no ribis within his business practices or within his personal life. The Mechaber in Simon Kofsamach teaches us Tzorach li zor A person has to be careful with the Issa ribis. There are several lavin, up to six, which one is over when he lends money with ribis. And what's unique about the Issa ribis is that the Issa ribis is not only an Issa on the Malva who's actually being neishich, biting in to his fellow, fellow Jew, but the Mechab goes on to tell us, it's a Mishnah in Bavmetziah, even the Loive, who's giving the Ribbis, you would say he's the victim, but yet the Torah has a lav on the Loive, and the Arev and the Edim, the Arev, the cosigner, the Edim, the witnesses, are also over the Issa Ribbis. The Shach brings down, that the preacher says b'shein hagos, preacher says b'shein the smag, the gamma sefer over, the even the one who draws up the document is also over the iser, like the siman of neshach, that one is not allowed to place, even to put into effect a loan which has ribis, and therefore the zahiras for ribis is not only limited to the malve, the one who's lending money in ribis. But the loive, the one who's borrowing, the lawyer who's drawing up a loan documents, the loan broker, the notary, even the office workers who work in a company who are facilitating a ribus agreement could be either Lufneiver or Lois Simonal of Neshech. And therefore, one has to realize and recognize that the Isra of ribus is extremely far reaching. And even if one is not actually profiting from the ribis, one can still be over the Isser Chomer and the Isser Ribas. And therefore, one has to be careful before you sign a document, whether it's a sale agreement, a rental agreement, one should read before they sign. Often, in standard documents, there could be a clause which might have an Issa Ribis or a Chashash Ribis. And a lawyer, of course, before he drafts the documents, he has to be careful from any clause 
which is which will have a iser of of ribis. Sometimes, even if the malva and leva do not have in mind to charge each other interest at all, but sometimes they, they, there has to be a ribis clause in the star for legal reasons. In other words, to make it into a business deal or not a gift or some other legal reasons, there might be a reason that it must be written with a ribis clause. If it's clear to everybody and they make up between themselves that absolutely no ribis will be charged, so then it would be Muhtar Mekradin. However, it's preferable to put that in writing in a separate document between the Malva and Leva that the reason why the ribis was put into the Shtar is for legal reasons and that would save them from the Isser of drawing up a ribis contract. Another place where this comes into play is in Eretz Yisrael when one signs up for a utility, etc. So, generally speaking, utilities, if you don't pay on time, sometimes a cell phone um, contract, there is an interest assessed if you do not pay on time. And therefore, by signing such a contract, if the supplier is a yid, so one has to be careful from the Isaribis. In those situations where if you pay on time, there is no ribis, so the consensus of the Paiskim is that it would be mutter to sign the original agreement, but make sure you pay on time. But the point that we're making over here is that ribis is an Isr Chomer Mitzad Atzmai, Kamalavin, many, many Lavin, extending to anybody who's involved in the loan whatsoever. And on the other hand, it is an Isser, which has a strong Meshicha, a strong pull. It's interesting that the tour uses the Lashon Ma'id Ma'id, not in places necessarily where it's the most severe Isser, but rather in a case where there's the biggest Meshicha, the biggest Yetzirah, to go ahead and to be over the Isser. He talks about it by Tztaka, that a person has to be very careful to be Zor and Tztaka. He talks about it by the Isurim of Yichud and being Misrachik from Noshim, the Isser Sheikhad, a doctor who's making a diagnosis, making sure that he is helping the patient, not Chas V'Shalom, the opposites, in places where it's easy to make a mistake and there's a Yetzirah to a pull not to be careful, that's where the tour stresses the ma'id ma'id, and that's the way one has to address ribis, recognizing the chaymer ha'iser, and recognizing how all-encompassing the iser is, and recognizing that there's a tremendous negius, and therefore it's important to study the halachas of ribis, to know them well, and anything which might have a tzad ribis, which we'll see in future shiurim, where one is gaining profit because of the time which is passing, one is buying someone else's money for time, so one should speak to a Rav who is well-versed in Hilchus Ribbis to work out how he should proceed. Now, the Issa Ribbis is only 
from Jew to Jew. The Malva and the Leva both have to be Jewish. When one is borrowing or lending to and from a guy, there is no Isaribis. The Mechaber in the beginning of Simon Kufnun Tess, the Mechaber says, It's mutter to lend money to a guy, Beribis. That's Midaraisa. The place can point out that if a person has two um, opportunities to lend money, one is to a Jew, which is interest free, and to a guy with Ribis. So the halacha is he has to lend the money to the Jew interest free, unless he needs the interest for his basic parnasa. So then the halacha may be different. But basically, this preference, there's a, there's a, there's the, the, the one is mechuyev to lend to a Jew for free before he lends to a guy the Ribis, and once it's mutter to lend a guy money ribis, it would be usher to lend a guy money without ribis. There is a lavalaisikhanim. We don't like giving free presents to Gayim unless they have earned it, or in a case of Ava, and lending money for free in the public market would be one of those type of things. And therefore, in a case where it is mutter to lend a guy money ribis, it would also be the correct mahalach to go ahead and to lend dafka with ribis. Now the Gemara tells us that although it's mutter to lend to a guy money with ribis, however, the chacham masru, the chacham asserts lending a guy money with ribis, and the gzera is the shemayav of Yisrach, maybe a person will get into, the, so, sorry, the gzera is shemayav that the gzera is that he might learn from the guy, when he's doing business with the guy, so he might learn from the guy improper practices. And the reason why Chazal pulled out the Isaribis is because other business, generally speaking, a person will do with a Jew. Why should he go ahead and let, do business with a guy if he can do business with a Jew? However, if somebody's in the profession of Ribis, making money off Ribis, so then he will, um, his only choice is to interact with Goyim, and Chazal was scared that if he is going to lend money to a guy with Ribis, so then, and the Shulchan Aruch brings down, comes from the Rishonim, that Bisman Hazeh, it is mutter to lend money to a guy with Ribis, and there are two reasons given to this by the Rishonim. First of all, when Chazal asserted lending money to a guy with ribis, they only asserted what was laharvacha. Kidei chayev, what a person needs for his basic parnasa, Chazal allowed. And the place can point out that today the cost of living, we're talking be'ikr in medieval Europe, where the guyim are constantly levying taxes on the Jews, and therefore the cost of living was skyrocketing and one could probably apply it to today's cost of living, that therefore whatever a person is earning would fall into the broader category of Kedei Chayev. The other reason given is that in the times of Chazal, where the Jews lived amongst themselves and they were able to engage in all commerce just amongst themselves, so therefore the only time one had to, so to say, leave the camp 
was to go ahead and lend money to the Goyuth Ribas. So, therefore, we're the... We tell them, don't lend money to the Goyuth Ribas. Stay with, in business, which you can do with a fellow Jew. However, Bizman Hazeh, one cannot make profits with Jews only. Whatever business a person is in, one is being busy with Goyim also. So therefore, there's no larger chashash of Shem Yilmud when we deal with Ribis than when we deal with other Yisurim. It's very interesting that the Bris Yehuda discusses what happens in the Marshall and Eretz Yisrael, where you have an insulated community where one does not have to deal with Goyim. In such a case, would it be usher to, so to, leave, so to say, leave the community to go ahead and um, lend, lend money to going with Rivas? That, or do you say that um, we look at the general public, so to say? So the Bresh Yehuda is Noite Lahachmer, and he said that it would be a proper anhaga if a person lives in such an insulated community to keep away from lending money to going with Rivas to find a different business. However, it's brought to Shem Luchot Hashani that one could lend even. We look at the, the general public, the general community, and it would um, it would be mutter. It would be mutter. It's interesting to point out that l'chol hadeis to go ahead and put money in a goyish bank would be mutter, because Chazal were only gezer on ribista raisa, and not ribista abanon, because our banks are corporations. One is probably dealing with a most paiskim with maximum of ribister abanon, and therefore using a goyisha bank would not be bechlal the gzera. Now there are people who, in the eyes of halacha, although they're Jewish, who have the halacha of a goy, a mummer, mechal shaz vehesia, and Shulchan Aruch discusses is a mutter to borrow or lend from a mummer with ribis. So, to borrow from a mummer with ribis is for sure going to be answered. He is still he is still a Jew, and therefore he is not allowed to take ribis from you, and therefore when you are indeed paying the mummer ribis, so then you are you are being matched him in the Issa Ribis. The question is, can you lend money to a mummer with Ribis? Can we say, since in the era, certain areas of Allah, we consider him not to be Jewish, therefore, that will be enough to be matched the Issa Ribis or not. So this is a tremendous machlekes And we find, basically three svaras in the Rishenim, why it would be mutter to lend a mummer money with ribis. Rabbeinu Tam says that the halacha is, a person who's a mummer is meridin, I say. That we would sort of convince him to go to the bottom of a bar, and then we would pull out, pull out the ladder. We are encouraged not bizman hazeh, when when um, it would just to go ahead and to remove one mummer from our mists would not be would not really help out the general influence. When Klai shows Allah the 
the halacha of a mummer was mevidin say that you would regurim his misa, and therefore Beit Thomas says if you can regurim his misa, so then if his guf, if his life is hefker, for sure his money is hefker. So therefore, based on that, it should be mutter to lend money to a mummer with ribis. Now, the Mishnah counters that there's a difference between his guf and his mummer. Because his children, although if we kill him, but when we take away his money, we kill him, then we're, we're solving the problem. But his money, when we, if we take away his money, it's very possible the mummer's child will be an Erloch and therefore by taking away his money, we're hurting Erloch And therefore the Mishnah Melech says that the heter of of lending money to a mummer with ribis, according to Rehna Tam, would only apply to a mummer who's Yatsam and Aklal, a mummer who's living amongst the Gaim, and therefore he's left the fold totally, and therefore his children are living with the Gaim, and unlikely that they are going to be Erlich Yidin. There are other Swaras in the Rishenim. The Ramban says that he's not called a Chicha. The Pasuk says a Chicha. There are those who say that Ribis is is Shaykh to Imach, the one who you who you are supports. And therefore the consensus of most Rishenim is that it's mutter to lend a guy money with ribis. However, I'm oh, sorry, mummer money with ribis. However, Rashi holds that it's Asr. And the Mechabras teaches us mummer mutter ribis. It's mutter to lend a guy. Oh, sorry, mummer money with ribis. It's good to be machmer if you can dray out of it. And that is the final halacha. That one should try to dray out from lending a mummer um, money with ribis. And again, if the person, the mummer is living amongst Gayim, married to a shiksa, so then it's, you only have the Teufel Hachmer. If, the, if he's basically associating still with from Yidden in a way that it's a reasonable possibility that his children will end up coming back, so then there's more of a tzad not to lend him money with ribbis. Teufel Hachmer, Efshel Shavu Imenu. Pesachuva and Ramesha point out that one should try not to lend the mummer. However, if one must lend the mummer, so then, if one must lend the mummer, so then one would be allowed to go ahead and lend them money with ribis. If one must make the halva, it would be mutter to lend the money with ribis. Ramesha says that once it's mutter, you'd be mechuyiv, because you're not supposed to go ahead and stab me mahana a mummer. However, if sometimes when you lend money to a business partner or something like that, so then it's lotevas the malva. Lotavis the Malve, so it'd be like every Lysechanim that Lotavis Hamalve would be mutter. But basically, one should try to lend the more money with the Hat Iska if he'll accept it. If he won't accept the Hat Iska, so then better to dray out. But if one can't dray out, Ramesha Paskins, that one could lend the money with Ribis, that's the Psaka of the Ramon and the Piskachuva, Lahachmer, Im Efshirli Shamemimeno. Now, the big question is, is our Fra'yidin, are they true Mumrim?
and the Chazanish, it's well known, felt the hour Frayidim are a Tidik Shanishba, although the standard definition of Tidik Shanishba is that he was captured from the game, he never met a from Yid in his life, he doesn't know what he's missing, and therefore he doesn't know what it's to research. However, someone who lives amongst Jews, he knows what a Jew is, he knows that he's Jewish, is Mechayim to do proper research. But the Chazanish says that Bismanazeh, with so much negative influence and negative propaganda against the from Yidin, so therefore we can't expect the child to go ahead or the adult, for that matter, to do his own research, and therefore the average frayid who did not grow up in a firm home has the halacha of a tinnik shenishba, and therefore he would not have the heter of mummer even according to the matir. Ramesha argues, and because the truth that we just mentioned for Ramesha, Ramesha seems to apply mummer to our firm yidin, but again, this would be another reason our not from Yidin, he applies the, 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 he applies the heter of Mummer to our not from Yidin. But again, this would be another reason not to lend a Fray Yid money with Ribis, because according to Chaznish, he may not be a Mummer, but Frat, if he's in a place where his children could very easily be picked up and influenced back, so then you won't have the full Svara of Rabbeinu Tam. And therefore, if, if, as a matter of practice, it comes out of Machlech Sinur Meisha and the Chazanish what to do if one cannot um, convince the Frayid to make a Heterisker.